So it would be pretty weird if we did not address, uh, you know, the big thing, the state of things right now. Yeah. Um, especially seeing as, um, I am here in the twin cities. I'm in St. Paul right now, sort of the Western part of St. Paul. I'm very close actually to one block away is Marshall street, which turns into Lake street, which is where most of the protests are, uh, you know, the, the most volatile stuff is going on. Buildings are, you know, burned down. And, uh, I was there earlier trying to help clean up, um, Gary is also from uh, the same area, uh, you know, in the Twin Cities. Um, I'm sure everyone listening to this already knows that, but it's worth addressing if anybody's going back and doesn't know us and listening to all the episodes or anything, or people have shared this. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we uh, we were talking about it before the episode and just felt like instead of doing a preface or... Um, just diving into things it'd be better if we just kind of take a moment and talk about it a little bit yeah absolutely getting here yeah it feels it just feels like a responsibility when you know something like this is happening to not just keep your mouth shut about it because that's what what the point of all this is the people have been keeping their mouth shut for too long about too many things and yeah Mm -hmm. uh it's weird being out here in la stuff is like i've if I were to move my mic over just a few feet, it would be constant sirens in Pasadena, which is like way outside of the city, mm-hmm. but it's affecting the whole country. No matter where you're at, I'm sure you're hearing sirens right now. And yeah, I don't know. Um, you can kind of, I yeah. feel like my voice is shaking now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's weird. There's been helicopters and sirens going for the last, like over 48 hours, basically pretty much can't go five minutes without, hearing it in the distance um i just wanted to encourage to encourage people to be taking this movement and everything as an opportunity to learn um and continue to grow if you don't if you're like us and you're wondering "Ah, shit i don't know what i can even say or do do that that's the point learn be listening to people who do know what to say and just open your heart to things that you might not have uh you know considered before because that's that's what's happening here it's uh i don't know how to say that any better just this is it this is the time to educate yourself two things you can do easily uh depending on your situation the first one is pretty unanimous you can call and email and contact um the mayor's office and the governor's office and DA Mike Freeman and um, a couple other numbers that uh, all of this info will be in the description of this episode. You can call those numbers and let them know what you think about the situation and request, you know, justice for what has happened. And this is something you can always do, by the way. Like these aren't people that are some higher unreachable. Like that's that's their job is to take your calls always, not just now. So they're in service of the people. The second thing you can do, depending on your situation, is donate, and that is an extremely valuable, um, an extremely valuable way that you can contribute. Um, I've been trying to donate to as many things as I can, especially after you know getting a substantial amount of money from unemployment, actually, due to the pandemic that we're also going through. Woo! 
<laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the face of all these things, uh, everybody's human, you know, and we need to, we need to be able to <laughs> make it through a day and have, you know, maybe 23 minutes of something that distracts us and takes us away and gives our mind a break from thinking about all these things. Um, as long as you are trying to address them, it's healthy to take breaks and listen or watch other things. Um, uh, you've told me a couple things that you have uh, been watching the past couple days, but uh, I'm just curious, what have you been uh Yeah, my routine lately... Being here, I've been watching a lot of those live streams on Facebook of what's going on there. When I'm, I, I take pauses every couple hours and uh, turn on Gravity Falls. I have just been binging the hell out of it. So Especially, good. I know you, you've, we've, we've touched on it before because Calvin told me to watch it, I think, in the first episode we ever did. And it ended up, or no, it was second, second or third because yeah. the leftovers was the first thing he had me watch and i watched that in like one week uh <laughs> gravity falls is starting to do the same thing uh it's it's an episodic show in a way that you're like oh cool like you were saying monster of the week like i'm mm. i'm in on this but in a way that almost just i don't know i there are so many tropes that this show is aware of and uses to its advantage to just make an entertaining piece of comedy. It's a show that has just excellent characters, even though you can treat them as like, oh, this episode, and then I never see them again. You know, you can kind of just like jump in an episode way mid-season, and the character development doesn't matter. But if you've been watching the whole show, there's some extremely good character development with oh, yeah. every single character, uh, be it, oh, we're learning about this mysterious past of this cool old man, or be it, uh, holy crap, he's growing up, you know, things like that. It's it's happening all over, and it's oh, yeah. it's very cool to see uh, a kid's show that I missed out on. I should have been watching that at that age. It was like I was the perfect age when it was coming out, and I'm kind of bummed that I didn't watch it then, you know? Man, now I'm just thinking about how insanely real the show gets sometimes, too. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, uh, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about the things we've been distracting ourselves with, but uh, uh, mostly it's just been Disney movies because we all here in the apartment have uh, the mood we've been looking for is um, not outwardly funny, but lighthearted and continuing down the Disney movie train on that is exactly what we need. How, how uh, are you kind of going in? Like an order of the eras, like old Disney, new Disney, nah. or you just bouncing all over. Bouncing what was the latest around. latest one you checked Moana. out? Moana. That Moana one is, really is one that I don't know why I didn't love the first time I saw it. Every yeah. time I watch it, I like it more. Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda is such a good composer. That's the main thing. Just the music is so satisfying. All of it. It really is. It's satisfying. That's the perfect word to use. Yeah, that it's one of those two that the the climax is something that I've forgotten. You know, I forget about, and then when I rewatch it, I'm like, "Holy crap, I'm crying right now!" You know, because yeah. like a lot of those Pixar movies or Disney movies. Either way, though, I feel like they both have gotten to this point of kind of sometimes those emotional moments are like it's in your face, like, "Hey, you're yeah. gonna cry right now." 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mo- Moana's a little bit more subtle about it. It's more like, hey, it's shed more, a tear for me. To me, it's more goosebumps. I got goosebumps. Yeah, several goosebumps. times. Watching That's a good movie. point. It's not. It's not like tears. Like, oh gosh. It's more like, holy oh cow. wow. And her like yeah. finding herself, and I don't yeah. know, just the most famous song, the "How Far I'll Go," just like that. That That's whole thing, so satisfying, so good. Well, this is a new lens where Gary and I talk about film and television that we saw as kids through a new lens of aspiring filmmakers. Um, <laughs> And uh, occasionally through the new lens of a revolutionized uh, world, Um, which kind of feels like it applies to this episode a bit. I got to be honest with you. This episode we're about to talk about, not a big fan. Episode 11. I was really, really hopeful that that would be the case because this is my least favorite episode in the show. And I was really afraid I was about to say that. And you're going to be like, what? No. like (laughs) It's not good. It's not bad compared to other shows, but for what Avatar is, it really kind of feels like a, huh? It's a bummer. And actually, I was looking up trivia on it after watching. Me too. This is the lowest rated episode on yep. IMDb, I, and I, I understand why. It's... So basically, it's pretty simple. Aang and the gang are on their way after Jet uh, headed north towards Ba Sing Se, and they come up to something called the Great Divide, which is... Very reminiscent of the Grand Canyon, maybe. Mm. Uh, But Sokka wants to fly over it, and in the middle of them kind of bickering about what to do, two groups kind of show up. Um, Two different tribes? Is that the word I should be using? I think they've been... Uh, Yeah. There's a tribe, the Ganjin and the Jang tribe, right? Um, They they show up, and they're like, we're going across this canyon. We're going to have this uh, guide take us. The guide happens to be an earthbender. And Aang ends up realizing, like, the only way they're all going to get across safely is if Appa takes their sick and elderly and he leads the two groups across with the canyon uh, guide mm-hmm. helping them. And it just kind of leads into an episode about, uh, like, the struggles between the two groups, the struggles between Katara and Sokka, and how Aang, as the Avatar, it's kind of his job to settle all that. And... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about how he does that, how they represent the struggles between the groups and between Sok and Katara. Mm-hmm. But it ends with them eventually making it out of the canyon. Everyone makes it. They all get away alive and are happy, and it's over. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to say one cool thing because I have a, I uh, kind of have a lot, a lot of gripes about this one. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing, the canyon guide is, you've seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, right? Yeah, Violet. You're turning violet. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I was like looking at. I was like, "All right, please have some redeemable casting." (laughs) And I found that I was like, "Oh, this guy looks familiar." And I clicked on his face, and it's just Willy Wonka, Mr. Beauregard. I was like, "What, Mr. Beauregard?" And then when you look at his face and imagine him doing the voice as like an older man, it just it makes sense. So that is maybe the coolest thing about this episode. (laughs) There are some cool like cool moments too. Uh, we'll get good... to as we, we'll probably get there, but there's some good music. Let's start from the in beginning. This episode. There's, I like you know, the, bing, 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 the, the like bing, plucky bing, tune bing, at the beginning. You know, it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that's a positive thing. I have to say, <laughs> I don't know. And then, well, you know, they establish the, 
Oh, I don't even know what they're Suddenly, establishing. Suddenly, Sokka is Sokka. a sloppy, uh, yeah, what? not hard work. I, he's not like that before this. He's not this. like that at all. It comes out of nowhere, right? That's not yeah. just me. He He's like, I don't know. Like, There's never been an indication of him being the guy that would slack putting up their tent. He seems like the kind of guy that would like build a tent out of something. I don't know. Right, yeah. And Who would know the most about like the skills of setting up a tent and making camp. And yeah, stuff. and... It just felt a little bit like a, ooh, I don't know if I like that. Aang was like, why don't you just switch roles? Sokka, you go gather the firewood and Katara, make the house nice. It just felt a little bit like, yee, that seems a little. Even though that was like the right solution in the time. And it was like, oh, cool. He just figured out how to solve this issue by just having them switch jobs. It was also like, what? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. okay, you're going to have him be the the man that gathers the firewood while she yeah. tidies up the house, even though those weren't character traits before. And Katara's never been like that. Just like no. a stuffy... Uh, I read a... I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing based on... Some, I, I was reading some gripes about it on Reddit. So I'm sorry if I'm... If anyone's listening out there that's like, wait, I feel like I've heard some of the words he's saying being used before. It's because like... I was making sure I wasn't the only one thinking that. I'm looking this episode up, seeing that it's got some other fans thinking the same thing, reading what they're saying, and yeah, it's just the best word I could use to describe the writing of this episode is shallow. It just yeah. felt little uh, stars born, little Bradley Cooper. Yeah, and you know, heavy-handed, first heavy-handed yeah. moment with Ang. Harsh words won't solve problems. Action will. Like, let's stop bickering and work together. He didn't even say, like, Monkey Azzo taught me. He just right. said that line just, like a fortune yeah. cookie spewing out <laughs> random. You know, like someone cracked open a yeah. fortune cookie that can talk. Right. Uh, so a funny funny moment that made me think really hard about, oh, my God. Appa? When he slices up that watermelon yeah. for Appa and Momo, he gives Momo way too much. <laughs> He gives Appa a slice the size of his fingernail, and he gives (laughs) Momo a slice as big as Momo. Right. And it made me think, (laughs) that has consistently been happening. Momo, when they got like six nuts, took like three. Remember that? (laughs) Momo eats so much of their rations. Yeah. That's just funny to me. It's like, yeah. One consistent part about this is that Momo got way too much food. (laughs) Yeah. I do like the. I, I mean, that one's also heavy-handed, but it all it also is like a good, like equity as opposed to equality and inclusion. You know, like that's true, which I, I appreciate. Yeah, like you, know. you you have he has five stomachs. He gets more than you do, which is <laughs> bullshit because Momo's still got like his body weight in melon, and he's yeah, mad his about whole it? body weight, and he's like mad. <laughs> what are you gonna do? How are you gonna eat that much by the time it goes bad? Yeah, come um, on. So they send the old people off with Appa and the, the young, old, and the sick. Uh, I do really love the line, well, if your people weren't so clean, they wouldn't live to be so old. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's such a funny argument. Like, yeah, yeah I, I guess you're right. <laughs> we actually we um, also get our first mention, I think, of Ba Sing Se in this episode. Oh, is this? Did they say the name of it when they had Iroh captured and they're like, He's the dragon oh, of the yes. West. He couldn't defeat the great city after right. a whole year. Yes. I don't know if he said the name of it or if he just you know called what? it the great city. I think he did call it the great city of Bossing Say, and I think partially this struck me. 
<laughs> as the first time they were saying it because he says it the the actor says it very much like it is the first time it is being said you know <laughs> we're going to the nation's capital of ba sing say it's like like okay. i wonder if they're going to use this moment in a clip oh I'll, actually they aren't i read that this is one of four episodes in the entire show that isn't referenced in a previously on avatar oh yeah isn't which yeah. you can understand after seeing it but that moment kind of feels like a Forget moment that, that would be put into that, <laughs> you know, like yeah. we're going to bossing say, yeah. and then the episode opens with them going to bossing say or something. Right. Um, we get another funny music moment. I love the music of the of the uh, the ganjin, the prissy ones. <laughs> the, like... Oh yeah, <laughs> when they when it switches between the yeah. like the two of them, it's just like, but it... it's all... <laughs> but also like the the Zhang don't have like a super extreme tune for theirs it's not like bomb 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 it's just like kind of just music and then it switches over to the content and it's this like super prissy like i don't even remember what it is i just remember thinking it was really funny yeah no it's like yeah you know it's like something it was like with like a plucked like karimba or something too you know yeah and they're eating with chopsticks and uh that before i mention a funny thing i wanted to mention i just don't like that <laughs> like the rich prissy they're eating with yeah. chopsticks and then you've got these guys and they're just like they're dirtier so they've got sick people and like right. i don't know it's just it's so just like not also, not it's not hard to have one guy in one of those tribes be a little more normal or like right. have a couple varying degrees of it it's just to me, I kind of headcanon acknowledge this episode as like a mom- a story that the gang tells someone in the next place they go because they thought like that part of their journey was boring. So they're like, well, what's a cool thing that we could say happened? And they're like, well, there were these two tribes. One was dirty. One was clean. And actually, Sokka and Katara were also being dirty and clean. And Sokka and Katara in the background like, what? No, we, we don't do that. And Aang's just like, so then I, the Avatar, came in and solved all the problems. You know, that's like my headcanon yeah. for this. It's just Aang telling a, a story about what happened. I like that uh, way more but, than the actual episode. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I also, it, um, stri- it strikes me as like, I don't know, maybe it's just, uh, you know, partially my viewing of this episode being influenced by uh, current events, but it's just like, they also seem like they're being presented as like these equal tribes that are like, you know, two like equal groups that are equally wrong and whatever. It's like, the fucking Ganjin are clearly like, upper class pricks who are fucking yeah. privileged and Katara dickheads. would hate that. Yes, she would she hate totally that. Would. She would hate that. She is the person to stand up for the underdog in any situation, be it like uh them being cause like the entire argument between the Ganjin and the uh the Zhang, the Ganjin are basically just telling them they're dirty, slobby, gross, like mm-hmm. poor people. Yeah, which is an insult, (laughs) and the argument that the Zhangs are having back is, "You guys are mean and rich," which is just (laughs) true. (laughs) 
And Katara is like, well, at least they put the tarp on their tent. Like, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Fuck. Not yeah. not fuck Katara. Fuck this Katara. Whoever this Katara yeah. is. Um, so what do you think <laughs> happened between the elderly, the sick, and the kids? Because you see them, like, group up on either side of Appa, and then they fly, <laughs> probably for a couple hours together. Yeah. They're right. just sitting in awkward silence or like maybe and and they weren't part of the uh like figuring out you know who's good and who's bad i guess they were there at the very end of the episode but i mean the elderly they're going to be the hardest people to change minds about when it comes to you know a disagreement like that yeah i don't know i can imagine that they were there was just like a weird like social like some awkward fight on the way over and Appa just had to deal with the whole thing just like listening to them Jesus he like tips to flip one off something I wanted to address uh, and actually this is uh, a moment of listener feedback uh, or you know listener comments that I wanted to include Tucker my brother Tucker has been listening to our cast he was uh little bit later on the jump but he's been listening through and one thing he wanted to say was something that struck him in the spirit world episodes was like when you know they they acknowledge that uh appa is ang's animal guide like their mm-hmm. animal companion like there is a spiritual connection between them and also that he's a very sig- you know that that gives appa much more significance than he had before than just like the big yeah thing similar that they to the on. dragon for roku Right. And yeah, yeah. And there there's the moment when Ang goes to leave and he's like and and Appa's like not going with him and he's like, Come on, we've gotta go. And we kind of you know, we glossed over it a little bit. We were like, It's funny, you know, Appa's just like, nah. But like he's Appa is smart. Appa is vastly intelligent and knows what is best, you know, like has an opinion on what is best for Ang and the group. And says, no, you can't do this, you know, in that moment. And I think that's interesting in, like, relating it to to this, you know, they trust Appa as, you know, an intelligent agent of uh, help to take these old members of society and, like, take care of them for a day. Yeah. Know? He's not just, like, a the uh, Buckbeak the Hippogriff in Harry Potter where he's literally just a transportation and pet. Right. He's a full-on, like, He's guardian. He's a sentient being, yeah. Yeah. Even though all he can say is... Bah! Yeah, and that also makes you think about Momo a little bit. Because Momo and him can understand each other, it seems. We hear... we seem It seems like Momo can understand people, too. Uh, I don't know. Do you think Momo has any deeper spiritual connection to the Avatar? Or... Uh, no. Maybe the Avatar <laughs> just has a connection with all animals and Appa is his spirit animal, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Blue whales are extremely intelligent. They're just huge and don't have language that we know, you know? That's Appa's true. probably smart as fuck. Elephants, man. Elephants are smart as hell. Elephants. You're right. Um, I like the the history in the world of the myth that earth spirits are the ones that have oh, formed the canyons totally of, just gonna say that yeah because of i love that too and the the sacrifice thing <laughs> seems a little bit weird though and so the, the what guy i even makes a joke about it he's like i hope you have a sacrifice <laughs> the way i i kind of interpret that moment too in this what i like about it is that it's not 
where most times in this show even, but in almost all fantasy, when there comes a moment of a guy being like, legend says that this crevice was built by Paul Bunyan or whatever, in in most fantasy, that's just, oh, that's how that happened then. Mm. I feel like this is almost like a moment where uh, it is a legend. Even the people that are there don't just now go, oh, this is how it happened. We're right. like, you know, saying like, um, you know, they talk about throughout the show where bending kind of comes from. And you kind of treat it like fact, like, oh, now we know that as like the yeah. history of bending. This almost feels like the local legend. And it's yeah. cool that in this universe, there's still local legend. Uh, looking into that, too, which I wanted, I just kind of got interested. And I was like, mm. looking into that, this is the only time in the entire show Earth spirits are mentioned. Oh. Kind of interesting, isn't it? And they're mentioned in a way that is like, these are the legends, you know? I think that's why yeah. it's the only time, because it's probably not totally true. And I find it interesting that that whole thing is in this episode based around two groups who have like structured their society around two different versions of one story. It's like totally. Come on. <laughs> we get these canyon crawler things which are like I don't know like spider wolf things. I like the uh design of them. The design the, of it, them are cool. It's cool. Yeah. And I do like uh, the the structure that like they only really attack if there's food and that's why you don't bring food. And they both brought food cuz they're shitty and they think the other one brought food except of course except it's that it's all it's all about um the the dynamic of the ganjin thinking the zhang are shitty like that's the whole dynamic it's is the ganjin are the first ones to say and yeah, they're like because you don't think the zhang are are bringing food come on they're shitty and then the zhang are like we know that they think we're shitty, so they brought food, and if they've got food anyway, we might as well have food. Which is not right, but it's also, they're the ones that are being, like, fucking targeted. It's an easy way to make it look like a two-sided thing yeah, that is right. clearly one-sided. <laughs> it's like, if the if the Ganjin were just not, yeah, yeah I don't know. Or I, I might even be mixing them, them up right now because I'm pissed. I don't know. Um, uh, something I want to address, it's both a gripe and mm. a devil's advocate because <laughs> I'm like trying to give yeah. this episode benefit of the doubt. Uh, it's, it's really funny that he just can't earthbend because his <laughs> arms both are broken. <laughs> like, I hate that a little, yeah. like my arms are both broken. Can't earthbend now. And the earthbender in the opening scene where they go, earth doesn't <laughs> yeah. use his arm. He just kicks it, and then he kicks his foot onto the ground and then kicks the rock. So my argument, yeah. my devil's advocate for that, why I think mm. that's it can be explained, imagine stomping on the ground with two untreated yeah, broken arms. Yeah, that's true. It would hurt. But then he does get thrown off a canyon, canyon crawler in the end, and it's played <laughs> off like, oh, you know, not like a, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah. that's what it should have been if, he can't earthbend and he can't just right. land with the oh <laughs> Violet, you're turning violet. <laughs> Ooh, uh, another thing I really do like. Uh there's a moment where the Zhang and Ganjin are arguing towards the end before uh mm -hmm. the food is revealed. And Aang just oh, makes yeah. wind blow at them by standing with the mm -hmm. Avatar stance, holding his staff, yeah. and just like he doesn't use his hands, he just 
wills the wind to bend. Yeah. And I love that. I think that's sick. The different ways that Sokka and Katara handle finding out that their groups have gotten food are on both accounts hilarious for different reasons. And one is actually because... Katara is acting completely out of character, and the other is because Sokka is acting very, very much in character. <laughs> Katara is like, well, if everyone's doing it, I suppose it's okay. No, that is not. Katara would not. Are you kidding me? And then the other one, Sokka, just like, oh, okay, whatever. You've got food. Yum. <laughs> Which is. 100%. Pretty on brand. 100%. And then those stories, the arts, the different art styles and the way they do that is pretty cool. That's the best part about it. And I hope that that was like them reaching out to someone who hadn't done art for the mm-hmm. show before or something. Not just like, I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was just like a cool visual gimmick or whatever. That cool. Like that's usually what I like about the show is mm-hmm. that they change up the visual style. But I also think it'd be really cool to find out that like, you know, they had like people who were assistant animators like step up mm. to the plate yeah. and try this episode out or something. That'd be cool to think about. Uh, something that someone pointed out also uh, when I was like looking through just fan comments about the show. When you think about it, Sokka and Katara's little bickering there is also don't they kind of say something along the lines of like, like it's they kind of sound like they're about to try to split huh. up like the whole group or something like their argument seems dire and it's like you're gonna let this bickering between two tribes about food jeopardize the mission of getting the avatar to the learn just after learning that you're on a time crunch too i don't know i can't remember if because i some of the things i was reading about the episode after seeing the episode actually clouded my memory of the episode because I was like, oh, that would be way better. You know what I mean? But one of the comments was like talking about that argument and I can't remember if what they were talking about was like, oh, well, I'm just not going to journey with you anymore. I don't think it got to that point. But either way, they wasted time, you know? And it's just, stop wasting time on this when you could just be going and learning. You gotta defeat the... Ah! Uh, So... Did Aang know when he split Sokka and Katara up that he was, like, <laughs> typecasting them? You know what I mean? Like, just, like, what the hell? <laughs> it just feel it's not his fault necessarily, but if he even a little bit was like, oh, Sokka should go with them and Katara Aang should go with them. I doing that, but I also, it also seems extremely convenient. Yeah, no. another thing in this episode that's just like, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of conveniencies that you could explain, but once you do, now you're changing a little bit of a character right. motivation then you and know then the whole thing of like him remaining completely impartial and the guide being like it's hard to remain impartial huh and you're like what the fuck <laughs> why are you what what where'd this guide come from you know like i don't know why is he giving lessons to the avatar now he's going back and forth between being oh, they're gonna eat me i can't be down <laughs> here i can't become part of the food chain oh, to like iroh himself right, right. <laughs> But then the the food does get revealed. I do. I mean, the, the voice delivery on it makes me like go mad just a little bit. But I think the moment of "Is that egg custard?" is pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty too, funny. his little face. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as a writing moment, it's kind of bad. 
Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know if it's that bad. It's just <laughs> like, mean, it just feels like. He's so furious in that moment, but then he sees egg custard and he's like, oh, oh can I have Now some? he's just suddenly in the same boat as everyone else. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, he was hungry. I get it. And then it's just the, the almost breaking up of the group that we touched on. <laughs> is resolved in, in one moment. Sokka's like, yeah, I only took their side because they fed me. It's like, what? what, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, they basically set up a character development for him of being the guy that wouldn't go the extra work to be able to keep them protected from rain and then finding, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Finding, you know, similarity in that, group of people in that being like oh wow they're like me they're lazy slobs who would skip corners and and then in the end he's just like yeah no i just did it because they fed me and it's just (laughs) like he didn't they didn't actually have him grow but they also didn't actually use those like character moments to describe it just yeah that's actually that's a really good point i think part of the reason it's so not satisfying this episode is that nobody grows there's no art yeah no and ang just lies to finish it (laughs) off They didn't Live. even need to do that. I get why they do it as far as like a funny writing decision. Like what if him doing all this was just him making it up, him being the avatar and figuring it out on the fly. That's yeah. I get what the motivation there is, but he's lying. <laughs> he just like just, made these yeah. people completely change their way of life based on a total lie that they probably will figure out pretty quick. You know, but, they go back home yeah. to their and they find like, you know, surveillance video evidence of the Ganjin. <laughs> <laughs> this whole last um, battle is is kind of cool, though. The last. I oh mean, yeah, like, with like the beard yeah. falling and then the ponytail falling. The, the like sword that. thing, but I I meant like when the when the canyon crawlers come back, and uh, yeah, it's convenient that they have exactly enough food bags that are all the yeah. exact same size. Where if you were to just have that many food bags. You wouldn't even be able to hide the bags. They yeah, were hiding right. so much food. So much and food. when he does the air move to make all the food fly, it's just one giant blanket filled right. with food, and then it turns into like fifty food and then bags. Suddenly, they've got a bunch of sacks. Yeah, I think the inventiveness is kind of cool. Like, if it was better established that those materials were there, because they never established the sacks. You know, if that was exactly. there before, it would have been cool that Ang has this idea to like, you know muzzle them and then use the food on a stick to like help them get out but it just kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere yeah when you have an they there this is a good uh a great example of a show that uses its 20 minute 22 minute runtime uh very well to its advantage without ever making something feel like a okay i guess that's convenient Mm -hmm. except for this episode this is like one of a few times in the whole show where you're like, this is just not using its runtime to its advantage, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's It wastes quite a bit of time to set up jokes that don't pay off for the characters, like we were saying with Sokka and being a slob and Katara being a stuffy person. Like, that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if, if you're going to waste time on something, make it matter, you know? Yeah. Uh, that being said... I would rather watch this episode of this show than most other episodes of most shows. Uh, yeah. I not like yeah. I don't mean yeah. like 
most good television. I've exposed there's, myself to yeah. a lot of better television these days, but there's, there's a lot just of really terrible. When you actually just go, okay, what are people watching these days? And you like flip on Netflix, not by the way to judge anyone's taste because everyone watches different things for different reasons and my taste is vastly different from a lot of other people whatever is enjoyable for you yeah yeah but i do find myself just not able to even get very far into a lot of popular television yeah uh and not because i'm like oh this is bad it just doesn't you know it's just like oh this is gonna be how the show is cool i'm not into this i'm gonna move on (laughs) yeah this episode for me is at least still just like a harmless piece of entertainment for the most part though i will it does kind of now that i'm saying that it is a little harmful if like i had the, seen just this episode with no context at all i would have been like oh yeah mm, that maybe i wouldn't be into the show yeah it i would be it like feels very very kids show in a does katara even way. waterbend did she, she does even waterbend there was one okay, cool good. thing there was one cool moment. I just got so shocked forgetting that. I'm like, wait a second. In the last battle, when the canyon crawlers are coming, she uses the water in her in her battle sack. Um, and the the way she's posturing her hand as well looks like an actual whip. Like before, she's kind of like oh, know, held right. her palm out that. like that. that she like cool. kind of uses a water whip like that. In this episode, she actually uses like a water whip, which is kind of cool, I guess. You know. It's okay. It's the, but there's no like cool moment about it, and nothing visually is very interesting about this episode either, other than like the art styles of the flashback. That's the only visually interesting thing. Yeah. Otherwise, it's very and the fl- and the art style they choose in the end is the worst one, in my opinion. <laughs> when he merges the they choose like a. Kids. Yeah, and they're like little kids with big eyes, and there's like a panda referee. Yeah. yeah. Why is it a panda? Is that the <laughs> Haybai spirit? Yeah. <laughs> and then the episode just like, ends. It just it ends. It just ends. Yeah. Angst just like it's one of the it most It wasn't true. <laughs> oh. And then they just pan up credits. Do 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 do. Yeah, I actually was watching it thinking like, oh, I better I need to like look some stuff up real quick. I hope this episode's ending kind of soon. And then I it was credits. And I was like, wait, <laughs> I'm having the thought about hoping it ends. I can't be having that if it hasn't, if it's ending. Yeah. What? Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that I forgot about this episode. You know what I mean? I, I, but it's kind of cool too. It's it's a little bit of a moment where I feel like last time I watched the show, I didn't think about it like this. And then when I was looking at it about to click play i was like i kind of remember don't like i i don't think i like this one yeah. and then as it was going out i was like oh, oh now yeah. i actually know why i don't like it yeah i never was able to put my finger on it like oh i kind of want to skip that one was always a feeling i had i think yeah but i never did i don't skip episodes of tv i just don't i think it was the episode we did on um the the king of omashu where i we, we were talking about how these are sort of episodic but they still feed into the story we were like most of the show does that and i said i remember saying like there i'm thinking of a couple episodes that are just episodic and not that interesting and this one was on my mind when i said that this is the one from it's it's just yeah yeah, it just doesn't really accomplish much it's a heavy-handed sentiment that doesn't really make sense the more you break it down it doesn't have good character arcs in fact it 
misrepresents the characters pretty drastically. <laughs> There's a couple funny moments, but uh, I suppose speaking of which, is it time for the kid moment of this week? I think I could be okay with moving on from talking about the episode whole as a whole and trying to find a nice little salvageable kid friendly joke there's there's only one i think that struck me that i was like yes i i just like this a lot um and that's at the at the beginning of the episode appa holding his finger on top of the watermelon and momo just flipping out about it That's that's what I got though. I mean, I don't I don't have any strong feelings about it, but it did at the beginning of the episode. It was already so heavy handed, and then that moment happened, and I was like, "Yeah, re- redemption is always coming through." Yeah, he always comes through. Redemption. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, it's either that or custard tart. Yeah, that's what I was thinking but too. I but I think just... between the two, this takes the yeah. takes the tart. It feels. <laughs> It f- and I've always wondered, isn't Aang, he might be a vegetarian, but I always thought he was a vegan. Ah. <laughs> and it's egg custard, and it kind of bugs me that he eats eggs. I don't know why. Hmm. Just like, come on, Aang, you wouldn't eat eggs. But he totally does. Yeah. This is us now knowing, all right, Aang he eats, eats eggs. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they make he makes cakes with gyatso, which I can only assume Probably were made with egg. Big, you, know? you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well... Uh, I would say that's it. Yeah, the holding down of watermelon by Appa and takes the you know, takes the tart. Appa and Momo interactions uh, usually usually gonna gonna be high on the list. And I'm gonna be honest, I was gonna say the whole episode was the kid moment of the week. But let's be honest, a kid moment of the week. <laughs> sorry, a kid moment of the week is supposed to be like a good use of in my opinion what we're trying to find is like a good use of uh humor that a child would love and yeah we still love yeah and this is an example of an episode that i could absolutely see a child loving but we don't you know yeah. it's not a good kid moment of the week it's like the opposite yeah um that being said for our listeners right now if you just watched the episode and we're like Thinking what we just summed up over the last 45 minutes. <laughs> Get ready for some fire because this next episode is so dope. What is That's it That's all I'm going to say. The Storm. Oh, yeah. we've. Got and when you're bang. done watching the next episode, before you listen to our podcast, I don't know if it... if Calvin can delete this if he wants to, but I would suggest watching Captain Midnight's video on The Storm. It's a great video. And uh, I really like him as a creator. And then when you come into our video, I I might reference it while we're talking about that episode too, just because I don't know. I like that guy. He makes good videos. Oh yeah. He's... But yeah, don't worry. This is definitely like the show was at a slow rise, and we talked about that how it's only gonna get better and better. And then this happened, and I'm so sorry that we did that to you. <laughs> we let you go in blind. This is a tiny deal. But I promise this is it. This is a little boop in the otherwise boop this timeline so uh but now that we've said that there's probably an i'm don't not tell thinking him, one Calvin, don't tell him. okay <laughs> no it's all uphill <laughs> just let here. that if this happens again we'll apologize then <laughs> i uh i do agree captain midnight is a fantastic creator uh i do like that video as well he's got a couple on avatar um we've also got another podcast uh an actual play dungeons and dragons podcast 
called Legendary Four Adventures with our friends Dustin and Sam. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for more distractions, uh, I hope you turn to Avatar. It's it's a, a good sort of mood strike, sort of the mood I was talking about at the beginning with, you know, not outwardly comedic, but lighthearted um, with some good lessons yeah. and just good feelings. It's a great show. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Yeah, for, for those, you know, I feel like I'm comfortable sharing this. Anytime in the past that I've experienced uh, like really bad anxiety or um, anything like that, I feel like Avatar, when I'm looking for a show to like, I just need, I just need to watch something right now. Avatar is like nine out of 10 times the thing I pick. Yeah, it's comforting. And, Very uh, comforting, exactly. I hope that everybody's remaining safe. I hope that you're trying to learn uh, from what's happening in the world right now, trying to educate yourself, and um, as much as you're able, take action, whether it's if you're in Minnesota or in some place where protests are happening, taking part to whatever you feel comfortable or able um and donating if you're uh financially in the position to do so or at the very least calling in and making your voice heard um all those links and stuff uh should be in the description the next episode should be out on wednesday talking about the storm i can't wait it's gonna be a good one uh reach out to your loved ones if you have any family in Minneapolis, make sure you give them a call and let them know that, you know, you're paying attention. I think that's something a lot of people need to hear right now. If you know what's going on, just let them know that you know. Let them know you're learning. Let them know you're aware. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people need to hear that, I think. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to this, choosing us as like, uh, you know, a means of keeping yourself in a good state, good positive state of mind. Uh, I hope that's what we can do for you, at least. That's the goal. Um, I'm Gary. And I'm Calvin. Thanks for tuning in.